and welcome back to the Passive Patrick Podcast. We talk everything sports news, sports related, NBA playoffs, Western Conference semifinals, LeBron James versus Steph Curry, Lakers versus Warriors. What a game one. The Lakers go in and steal game one. I was very impressed with what I saw from the Lakers. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt had a great game. Uh, Brown made some big threes for him. Uh, you had D'Angelo Russell bringing the ball up. Austin Reeves, LeBron James trusts Austin Reeves now. He does. Uh, he Austin Reeves bringing that ball up more than you know even LeBron. So they trust Austin Reeves. A uh, hard-fought game. They are definitely the better defensive team in this series. We're going to break that down a little bit. Um, again, great game by Shohei Otani the other other day uh, playing the Cardinals. Uh, just an unbelievable player. He's going to get a huge contract. I think he's going to the Dodgers. Uh, he's he's on another level. Pitching, batting, everything he does, just uh, spectacular. Big uh, big news with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Uh, he's comparing some of his wide receivers to his former wide receivers. Um, play he said he played with another 17 that plays in Oakland now and the 17 on the Jets reminds him a lot of that 17 and uh couldn't disagree more don't know don't know what he's uh what he's saying right now I think he's just in his element in New York I think you know a lot of people thought he goes to New York he's going to get eaten up by the media the press I don't think that I think he's in his element the the mecca for sports media and he loves the attention. Sports media has given him the attention that he wants, and he's taken it. Um, and any publicity is good publicity, and he lives by that. I, th- I believe Aaron Rodgers lives by that um, uh, motto. So, a lot to get into today. Is Steph Curry going and the Warriors going to battle back, uh, win this next game tonight? I believe they do. I think they win game two. I think it's a close game. Um, I don't have my blinders on. A lot of people get their blinders on when their team is in the playoffs. They just do. Um, I'm I'm not really a Lakers fan. I'm not really a Warriors fan. I want a good series. Uh, there's really no legacies at stake when it comes to the series between uh, these two teams, LeBron James and Steph Curry. They've already made their legacies, uh, to be quite honest. A lot of people will... Uh, you know, and are trying to pit them against one another, saying, oh, you know, Le- LeBron, is Steph, Steph going to pass LeBron if Steph beats him and gets another ring? And, and no, no, um, Steph Curry and LeBron James are on the same, uh, not the same, I believe LeBron James is a little higher than Steph Curry, quite a bit, but they're on the same safe path. So they're each traveling their own path and they're safe on that path, because what, whatever the other does is not going to take away from uh, the other. They've they've made careers, and uh, they've set their legacies. They've had amazing careers. And LeBron James, to me, he is on the Mount Rushmore, and Steph Curry is not. He is He's definitely in the top ten for me. He could be in the top five. But, you know, we got to show respect to Kobe Bryant. we got to show respect to a lot of players, too. And um, I, I just think that argument is silly. They both play different positions. How could you even gauge uh, that? That That's just a media talk show grab, pretty much. Uh, but L- Lakers and Warriors, 
the the matchups Vegas has flipped it back and forth first it was the Warriors that were favored in the series and then just after game one Vegas flips back and all the bets are the Lakers are favored so I don't know if Vegas knows what to do with this series what I do love is just how um just pretty much how this series has unfolded so far with storylines and how and how honestly this series is reminiscent of the 2015 to 2018 uh, finals uh, LeBron James versus Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. You know, he had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love too, but similar, we're getting a little bit of a flashback here. We're seeing these both these teams know how to play against one another. But the difference, and I'm going to explain my difference of why I think the Lakers can actually win this series, and I think they can win it in five games. I think they can go 4-1. and one. Um, So the Lakers, they play better defensively. They have Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves has been a monster when it comes to bringing the ball up and playmaking. LeBron James, first off, LeBron James trusts him, which is huge. Austin Reeves has gained LeBron James' trust. I mean, he's playing spectacular throughout these playoffs. In the regular season, he brought his points average up to 13 uh, points, 3 rebounds, 3.4 assists. And in the playoffs, he has shown up. So, in the final game with Memphis, and his points weren't amazing. He played 34 minutes with 11 points. He was 5 of 12, which is, you know, not bad. But where he made an impact was 6 rebounds and 8 assists. I mean, that's where he's made the impact. He needs to make the impact wherever he, you know, wherever the game takes him, wherever that game says he needs to make the impact. And he has earned LeBron James' respect and trust. Just that simple. The Lakers Lakers have found defensively their groove. They are one of the best defensive teams in the league. And and they're better than the, the Warriors. And that's why I'm giving them the edge. They're better than the Warriors. And Anthony Davis is the key. It's their defense and Anthony Davis. That is the key of why they will beat the Warriors. I mean, Anthony Davis, the other night, game one, 23 rebounds, 5 assists, and 30 points. A 30 and 23 game. And the problem with the Warriors is they have Kevon Looney. And look, Kevon Looney can rebound. He's a great rebounder. But the problem with Kevon Looney is he has no answer for AD, uh, AD's offense. And also, Kevon Looney has no offensive game. He can't score like AD. So even though, uh, you know, Kevon Looney can play hard, uh, you know, against Anthony Davis, make it a game, make it a rebounding game, he will never have that offensive edge to his game. So you got to give, you know, props to Anthony Davis for dominating that game. He is supposed to dominate Kevon Looney. And he's supposed to dominate this small Warriors team. Where the Warriors did pick up steam was in that fourth quarter. Uh, late to third, fourth quarter, where they started getting out fast breaks. Jordan Poole sinks uh, six threes on the Lakers that night. But they they got out running, moving the ball, and they took over the pacing of the game. And the Lakers don't want that. The Lakers want to control the pace of the game. They don't want it, you know, fast break going downhill on the other team's side. They want to dictate that. They want to be the ones to go downhill, transition back to defense quick, and have a great defensive stop. So the Lakers, in my opinion, could close this thing out in five games with the Warriors winning one. Now, I do believe the Warriors win this one. I believe they go back to L.A., Lakers win uh, their two games. So it's 3-1, and then they have to go back to the Warriors and play a game. And I think 
chips on the table. I think they'll want to close it out. AD will find his groove, and they will close this thing out 4-1. I have a lot of respect for the Warriors. I think they figure it out tonight. But AD is the key to this game. Now, the Warriors can do something to make the Lakers uncomfortable. And this is when they had their run. They went small. They, they pulled Kevon Looney out. They said, we're not going to use you. We're going to go small. They went Steph Curry. They went Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and I think they had Draymond Green in there. I believe so. And so when when that's the case, when they go small, AD is forced to come out on the perimeter. And then that is a whole different ball game because AD's got to come out. AD's going to have to play defense against Poole, Steph, one of those guys, he's going to have to deal with the dribbling around, and that's where they can get AD. But I trust that AD is going to get rebounds more than Steph Curry will get rebounds. So as long as Steph Curry misses a few of those shots, Lakers should secure these wins without a problem. Now, I think the, I think, you know, Golden State comes out swinging. They come out full force ahead, and they take this next game. And I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. Because it gives the Lakers more time to figure figure out what the Warriors are doing. Now, I do think that if this game is a rout and the Golden State Warriors are going to win hands down in the fourth quarter, they're up 20, you know, you got to pull AD out in LeBron. This is where Darvin Ham made his mistake last game. He didn't read the room and pull his guys out when he needed to. He left LeBron and AD in. They, they lost. This, this was the Memphis series. You know, and he he should have pulled him out. He got a lot of flack for that. Uh, so this game, if 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 you are definitely losing this game, and you are Darvin Ham, and you see your stars, and there is nothing they can do, pull them out early in the fourth. Tell them go back in the locker room, get get changed, rest. We're we're going back to L.A. We're winning two of these games. They're gonna they're gonna get their two wins at L.A. and I think they close it out at Golden State. But like I said, matchups are everything, and the Lakers have a huge advantage with AD. Huge advantage. Now they just need to capitalize on it. That's the only thing. And AD has been known to run hot and cold. He can give you a 30-23 game, but then he'll turn around and give you a 15-10 and 10 game and two assists. It, it does not work that way. He needs to continue this streak. If they were to win this next game, this thing is going to be over in four, a sweep. But I think the Warriors find their groove and they take it. But like I said, AD is a huge factor. And you know what? The Warriors, I'm not saying they don't have pieces. Jordan Poole hitting six threes that they paid him. They said, you're the guy. He is the guy. And I don't hate that last shot. I don't. They they double-team Steph. Steph swings it to Draymond. Draymond swings it to Poole. And Poole puts up a really long three. Almost half-court, not really. Still within range. But it, just, it, it didn't go in. I don't have a problem with it, though. The Warriors have made... Uh, their history and living off those shots. <laughs> they won titles off those shots. So I have no problem with that shot. A lot of people did. The, the Steph couldn't take it. Clay was covered. Draymond Green, you don't want him taking it. So swinging it to pool and, and going. But th- that's definitely where the Warriors will, you know, they have their bread money there. Uh, run small. Run your run your lineup small. Uh, Kevon Looney, don't, don't play him as much. I think... I think if the if he comes out, you're going to force the Lakers to make a decision. Will the Lakers pull AD out then? And if they do, that's not good for the Lakers. Um, leaving him in gives them advantage, but also it slows them down defensively. 
But as long as they camp AD in the lane, as long as they camp him in the lane, you know, even if they run, let's say they run Draymond. Dray, let's say they run those five. Uh, they got Steph. They got Poole. They got Clay. I, I think you may run Gary Payne Jr., Jermichael Green in there, and then you got uh, Draymond Green. Those guys, those are small. Those guys are small. So let's say they, you're forcing Draymond or Jermichael Green to take a three. I can live with that. I can live with that. He'll miss more than he'll make of those. Them two guys would. Now, I don't want Steph Clay or Poole taking those open threes. So whatever you got to do to trap uh, those guys, make that happen. But AD has a huge advantage here. The Lakers have a huge advantage. And the bench for the Lakers, that's another big thing. Uh, Rui Hachimura. He has not been utilized in these the series yet. He is going to be though. They are they are mixing and matching. It's a chess chess game, and they are just trying to find the pieces to put in place. And I, I love Dennis Schroeder. I mean, the guy hits late game free throws. They want the ball in his hand. They know the ball should be in his hand whenever he's going to get fouled, and that is key there. <laughs> got to get the ball to him late in those games. You got you got to. Give kudos to D'Angelo Russell because D'Angelo Russell plays with, you know, I, he plays with fire because the guy can haul off and get you three threes in a row. We saw it in Memphis, that series. I love the depth of the the Lakers, and Jared Vanderbilt is playing some crazy defense right now. He he bothered Steph a little bit. He, he didn't do crazy, uh, you know, defensively, go crazy on him, but he, he bothered him enough. So... Lakers, I my prediction is the Lakers are going to lose this next game. It'll be a 120 to, you know, 1-110, one, the, the, 120-113. That, be, it'll be a little closer, but Warriors will take this game. They'll feel really good about themselves, but they're going to go back to L.A., lose these two games at L.A., and it'll get closed out at Golden State. I think the Lakers, they play with such um, ferocity and fire in some games. So I just I have a little more faith that they could close this whole thing out uh, in Golden State. Now a lot of people have this thing going six and seven. I just don't. I don't see the series going that way. So it'll be it'll be definitely a a fun series to watch. We got a lot of veterans, and it, and you know what this shows? Memphis, Sacramento. It just shows veteran leadership. It just does. You know, you have these these guys in Memphis and Sacramento talking the talk, and Memphis talks a little more than Sacramento. But you got these guys talking the talk, and they've never been there, and they're they're saying, here we are, we're not scared of these guys, and look who's in the playoffs. You have veteran teams, the Golden State Warriors, the Lakers. <laughs> you got veteran teams, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics, Denver Nuggets, Phoenix Suns, <laughs> Miami Heat, New York Knicks, Julius Randle, he's a veteran. <laughs> you, got, you got these teams, Jimmy Butler. You got these teams that are just veterans they've been there they've done it they know what they're doing and they know the the magnitude of the moments in the playoffs so look nothing against the younger teams but they have a little ways to go you got to learn how to play in those situations and i think the memphis grizzlies you know they cut dylan brooks i hate the way they did it uh you shouldn't you shouldn't do that to a you know somebody who's yes he talked the talk but you shouldn't do that to a human being and just embarrass them like that. The, for anyone that doesn't know, the Memphis Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, it started out with Dylan Brooks saying he pokes the bear. He's not afraid of LeBron. LeBron should, 
you know, drop 40 on him for him to respect him. And he's saying all these things. And yes, the whole time we are criticizing Dylan Brooks. Nobody knows who you are. It, it is pointless for you to be saying these things. Why are you doing this? Uh, but the, you know, rightfully so, LeBron James came out, come out and embarrassed uh, Dylan Brooks. And Dylan Brooks didn't hit his shots that he claimed he was, you know, amazing player and can hit shots and all this stuff. Defensively, he's great. And he's not bad defensively. But LeBron outplayed him. Well, the, you know, the, the Grizzlies then, the end of the year, they lose. He's the scapegoat. They say, we will, under no circumstances, be bringing Dylan Brooks back. Normally, when, you know, teams move on from a free agent, they just say differences, uh, we wish them luck, uh, hope everything works out. You know, it's just alluded to. They don't come out and say, under no circumstances, will we bring this player back. Because in that way, you are disrespecting that that player. Um, he shouldn't have said some of the stuff he said, but, you know, whatever. He was trying to compete. There's there's no reason for this. The Memphis Grizzlies show me each and every day just how immature the organization is. Not just Ja, the organization with how they handle these things. You think about the incident with Ja, and this affected them losing that series. Early on in the year, these reports, him waving a gun on Instagram. The fact that he didn't get suspended... The entire year by the NBA is appalling to me. If you can go on Instagram and wave a gun around, and you're an NBA player representing the NBA, this is the difference. NFL, he would have been suspended for a year. Goodell and the NFL does not put up with that. They just don't. Now, I think the Memphis Grizzlies tried to get out in front of it and say he suspended eight games, he's getting help. Um, but you can't wave for the brand. If I was the commissioner, that's not good on the brand. I'm trying to sell a brand to clients and Coca-Cola, Powerade, Pepsi, Nike, all these brands. I'm trying to sell this product and kids watch these games and they watch everything, you know, and you got college guys watching. They're going to go into the NBA. They're like, Hey man, I just got suspended for eight games. That's no big deal. Right? It's not a good message. It's not a good message. And you know what? I don't think people, I don't think people look up to players like they used to. I don't think Jaws out here are gonna affect what a young young kid thinks is okay and what's not okay. Uh, it's 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 pretty you know, pretty plain in sight just how wrong uh, Jaw was in those incidents, just how wrong he was. And the NBA, in my opinion, should have suspended him the entire year. I don't think you should have, you know, done any more than that. I don't think you need to fine him or do multiple years, but we were at about the midway point, and I think we were a little past the midway point, actually, and I think you could have just suspended him and said, look, <laughs> that was wrong of you. We're not going to have you play this year. Uh, you shouldn't have done that. You need to get the help you need and come back next year. So the the fact the la the Grizzlies are going to put it all on Dylan Brooks when all of them do talking, all of them, and the GM's immature with how they release Dylan Brooks. It's just, it's a bad look for Memphis. It's a bad look for Memphis. And this is why dynasties are so hard to do. You look at the Warriors, no drama. Until, until this year with the Draymond stuff punching Jordan Poole, there had been no drama. So you look at that. You look at LeBron's teams, no drama, very, very little drama. Um, it's all about getting there, handling business, and going. Kobe Bryant's teams, handling your business. Michael Jordan, handling your business. LeBron James and AD, quiet during the series, showing a lot of respect to Memphis and the and the Warriors throughout the series. 
keeping your head down and working hard. And that's why I don't really view this Lakers-Warriors uh, series as, you know, chippy or, you know, disrespecting each other. I, ju I just don't. I think both these teams respect one another. I don't think you'll see Draymond Green haul off and uh, hit LeBron or, you know, like he did with Sabonis, step on him. <laughs> I don't think you'll see that because Draymond Green has a lot of respect for LeBron James and vice versa. These teams, he has matched up with these three guys <laughs> so many times. So I, I just think this is a different kind of series, and I like the veteran teams playing against each other because you see just pure basketball being played. You don't see none of the nonsense. You just don't. You see my guy versus your guy. We both have respect. Uh, best man wins. So, Lakers series, definitely exciting with the Warriors. Hey, Denver Nuggets, kind of showing the Phoenix Suns who's boss. Uh, I don't. I think Phoenix needs another year. Uh, I like the New York-Miami series. We'll see which way that goes. James Harden turned into old James Harden. Uh, started uh, draining everything. And uh, that's just going to take us into my next segment. The highs and lows of the week. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> and now it's time for my highs and lows of the week. I'm going to start off with my high of the week. That is Anthony Davis putting up a 30 and 23 game. This is going to be one of the better big man performances that we've seen. In the history of the you know league, he he has done something pretty incredible, and he's played a lot of minutes. But AD is the the key, the catalyst to this this series, and that's my high of the week because you can't get better than that. You can't get better than that with when you have a matchup and a guy's dominating. Uh, that's just <laughs> that's pretty uh, clutch in my opinion, and pretty straightforward. That's my high of the week. My low of the week. Is Aaron Rodgers comparing Devontae Adams 17 to his number 17 there in New York? It's you know it's Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna say a lot of stuff. There's a lot of media hype around the Jets right now and what they're doing. And Randall Cobb's on the team. Nathaniel Hackett, Alan Lazard, and it's almost Aaron Rodgers had a wish list. Obviously, who he wanted to come follow him in in New York, he wanted Odell, and Odell didn't didn't come, you know, and he went to the Ravens. But I I just I can't get behind the thinking of Aaron Rodgers comparing, you know, I think it's Wilson's his name, Garrett Wilson, I think, the receiver. I'm I'm not sure. He he can't get behind the the idea that this guy isn't Devontae Adams and he does not have the same team that he did in Green Bay and this will probably be a wake-up call. Look, do I have a problem with him going to the Jets? No. All right, it, it was time to move on from the Packers. Packers, it was time to, for them to move on from you, Aaron, and I don't have a problem with it. But I do have a problem with him going and acting like this team is already set up to win. And a lot of this is what you see sometimes. Kudos to... To, uh, Tom Brady, when he went to the Buccaneers, everyone kept their head down. They worked. You know, you didn't have Aaron Rodgers going to Knicks games. <laughs> you know, uh, every sporting event he could go to. And I get it. He's just seeing the city and, you know, just enjoying himself like he should. But uh, when, I, when Tom Brady went to Tampa, um, yeah, it was all work. It was all meeting with his guys during COVID, playing in a park, even when there was – 
uh, mandatories to not be in groups together. He didn't care. He was just trying to win. And this is the biggest difference I can see between Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, uh, he, you know, even Joe Burrow. Aaron Rodgers does not. I think Aaron Rodgers practices and he works hard. But there is a lot that goes on in Aaron's life that keeps him from, I think, continued success. Like you'd see with Mahomes or Tom Brady. Now, Joe Burrow hasn't won a Super Bowl, so I'm not going to go ahead and put him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. But he, he's close to winning one. It's just Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, even though I think Jets fans should be excited, I think you really should keep your expectations low. Um, you already have Jets fans and people saying they're the number one team in the you know, in the division, we're we're top five in power rankings. We're you know you're not. You're top ten, and I think you're around you know eight in the AFC. That's just I'm I'm trying to be fair to you. I mean, you're you know obviously Chiefs are first. We'll get into my rankings as we get closer to the season, but uh, obviously you are not number one or not in the top five. Uh, there's a lot of AFC teams who have way more chemistry than you. You might be, you could get there within the next couple of years, but to think you're going to come in and this is going to be an amazing team, you're going to win the Super Bowl this year, that's not how it works. It's just not how it works, unless you're the Chiefs. They come in every year, and it's pretty much <laughs> going to go to the Super Bowl almost. Uh, or the Bengals, they've come in every year. The Bills struggled last year, but they had a decent year. In the NFC, Aaron, you're top dog. In the AFC, you're like the seventh best or sixth best quarterback in the AFC. I I got Lamar ahead of you. So, honestly, Aaron Rodgers, we'll see what he does with the Jets. I'm just not too impressed with the mentality that every Jets fan has now. Um, I get it. If he came to the Commanders, I'd be pumped too. But I would also be looking at the past because you can learn a lot from the past. And Jets fans should learn a lot from the past. Watch some of his games. Uh, in in the playoffs and in the big games, the championship games, watch Aaron Rodgers. Uh, teams come to Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers shrink. They go somewhere, he does not play that great. And look, and and he, even playing against Kyle Shanahan, he, he couldn't get the best of him. And obviously, you cannot play great and your team can win. We've seen that. But if I had to put the ball in... <laughs> In somebody's hands, it would always be Brady over Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter what situation. Even if you needed a Hail Mary, I'm, I'm giving it to Brady. I trust Brady more. Uh, I I just trust some guys more than I trust uh, Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are going to have a great year. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll be have a good team and a good season. But they're, they're just not Super Bowl bound this year. Could be in the next couple of years. Keep our eye out for them, but... I just think Jets fans need to calm down. They need to remember that they are the Jets, and let's take a step back. Uh, the defense is great. They got Robert Sala, coach, great coach. Offense, they got Nathaniel Hackett back with Aaron Rodgers. So chemistry will be there with Alan Lazard and you know Randall Cobb. They got a good run game. They made some good draft picks, but to sit here and say they're Super Bowl favorite is it's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. Uh, do I think the Panthers will uh, be have a great year? Eh, you know, they took Bryce Young. I think they'll win that division, but I think they'll win that division, you know. They could win that division going 8-9, and nine, honestly. They could have a losing record and win that division. So I, I have my issues with the Panthers, but I think they're going to have a decent year. I think Bryce Young can take them to another level too. And you know what? Anthony Richardson... 
I don't know if he's going to succeed in Indianapolis. I just don't. I, I think the Colts might have reached it for, for him, but what are you going to do? And I, I really saw Will Levis, too, just talking about where these quarterbacks ended up in the draft. I really saw Will Levis in a Titans uniform, so I, I wasn't too shocked with that. I was kind of thinking, you know, the Titans, he looks like he could be a Tennessee Titan. And so I wasn't too shocked that they took Will Levis, and I don't hate that pick. I think Will Levis could have a chip on his shoulder. Um, we'll see how it works out for Will Levis. I don't know. He seems a, he seems pretty cocky, and I think he was pretty ticked off he didn't go in the first round. It was kind of a shock to me, but also I can kind of see the reasoning here. Three quarterbacks, you know, it was, it was pretty much Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and... Uh, Anthony Richardson, three quarterbacks in the first round this year was was enough for me. I think next year, Caleb Williamson, that's the guy. That's the guy everyone is saying. Uh, look, not going to doubt it, but the NFL has been wrong about guys before. So even though I think Caleb Williams' team should be looking out for him, I don't think you should be tanking for him. I just don't. College is different than the NFL. That's just a fact. <laughs> So definitely going to be a a fun next month in the NBA. Can't wait for the NBA Finals. I don't have my predictions yet. We'll cover that as we get closer to them. The Lakers are looking good, and the Golden State Warriors have looked good. You got you got Jokic. Uh, hey, Embiid won the MVP, so you know kudos to him. Uh, I, I actually I actually liked it that he won. Um, look, I have nothing against Jokic. I don't. Jokic is a good player. He's won it twice back-to-back, and historically, they don't give it to a guy at their time. But hey, congratulations to Embiid. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. This has been Passive Patrick. Follow me on all my socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Follow the podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. 